thank you for joining me today for another episode of Creeds and Deeds. All of the source information can be found in the show notes. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, would you consider leaving me a rating and a review or a voicemail? And you can find the link for those down in my show notes. As we begin today's meditation, quiet your hearts and your minds to focus on what the Lord is speaking to us through his word. Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made the heaven and earth. This is the word of our Lord from Psalm 134. Thank you for joining me today. It is Friday, August 16th, 2019. Sorry that this episode's late. I was busy yesterday and didn't get a chance to record it last night, so I am recording it now at lunchtime. Today I want to go over Philippians 1, 9 through 11, and discuss as a review everything that I've talked about this week. So first, let's get the verse in front of us. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So I want to start off by kind of clarifying the um, discussion of what does it mean to be pure and righteous or pure and blameless um, from Tuesday. So really what we're trying to discover here is when Paul is talking about this, is he talking about our justification, which is Christ's imputed righteousness to us when we believe we are instantly in that moment considered righteous because Christ's righteousness is given to us. It's called an alien righteousness. It's imputed righteousness. Or in this verse, is Paul talking about our sanctification, which is the fact that the Holy Spirit enters the believer's life. And through the Holy Spirit's doing that, the Holy Spirit entering us, he imparts actual righteousness to us where we live a life doing righteousness and becoming more and more like Jesus in our actual walk. That's our sanctification. So both of these items are true and they're both very important. And you need to understand both of them. How Christ's righteousness imputed to you is the only way to heaven, but also how the Holy Spirit's impartation of righteousness throughout your life in your sanctifying is very important because it is the evidence that you are in fact justified. So in this chapter and verse, it is clearly impartation that Paul's talking about though, because it is an actual attribute that we are executing or expected to possess. 
and it is given to us by the Spirit. So if you notice in this verse, this is tied to real qualities and moral conditions in the believer. Things like love, knowledge, and discernment. And that leads to a a recognition and a desire and approval of what is good. And then also, God in verse 6 um, is working a real thing in us that he will actually complete in us. And then finally, like I've talked about all week, if we look forward to two, uh, to chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, Paul tells us to act in a way that causes us to be blameless. But that doesn't mean sinless. Like I said, if we see, look in chapters 3, verses 11 and 12, Paul says that he isn't perfect, but he is perfect in Christ. And so we should also become what we are, like Paul is talking about, by becoming more Christ-like. And we do that by continually confessing our sins and making war on any sin. We don't coddle our sins. We don't think that they're okay. We don't just say, oh, it's just who I am or it's just a flaw. No, we actively make war on it. And in the same way, we actively pursue holiness. Holiness is not a passive thing that happens over your life where suddenly you just don't sin anymore. But holiness is an active battle that you choose to pursue every day. And then finally, we should seek to pursue the Lord in everything that we do. And we should trust Christ to be our sinless perfection because we cannot be sinless in ourselves. And then on Wednesday, I talked about prayer and I I titled it Unlocking the Power of Prayer. And realistically, what I'm saying there is, is two things that prayer works on multiple levels. It aligns our will and the will of the person who's being prayed for to the will of God. It helps us to see what God's will for our life is. And it lets God know what we're asking him to do. And doing that in a way to where the person whom you're praying for can hear you will help that person to see that when that prayer is answered, they'll see that the prayer was actually answered and that God is actually in control of their life. But then secondly, when you pray for them, it helps them to have the same thing we were just talking about, the impartation, right? It causes them to work. It causes them to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit to do the actions that will lead to the outcome that we're hoping for. So, A really good way to do this is I started off that episode by talking about on social media how we'll be like, oh, I'm praying for you or whatever. But just a really simple thing that we can do is when you see that on Facebook, just write out a short, you know, couple sentence prayer right there in the comments, because that will, first of all, bless that person way more than just saying, oh, I'm praying, but also It helps us to actually be um, people who actually pray for the things that we will pray for. And it helps show that God is actually in control. And then yesterday, I talked about 
how righteous do we need to be to actually get to heaven? And the answer is, is that we actually need to be perfectly righteous, right? Because we cannot be, um, we cannot enter into heaven in any other way. But the only way to become perfectly righteous is by trusting in Jesus for your sanctification. So I'm sorry, I got a little bit confused there. What I actually talked about yesterday was being filled with the fruit of righteousness. And the big takeaway from yesterday is that we know that we are saved and that we are going to heaven because Jesus is working in, or Jesus died on the cross for us and his righteousness is given to us. But how we find true joy in this life true purpose in this life and how we can actually live a life that we are happy with is by seeking to be filled with the fruit of righteousness. Paul calls us to be filled with this fruit and he sees that it's the only thing that can lead us to have a happy life. You know, a lot of times we go through life and it feels like as a Christian, it can feel like we're missing out, right? because we don't um, do things that the world does. But, or we, you know, the other thing is, is we do things that the world doesn't do. Like we spend our Sundays worshiping God. We spend every day praying and reading the Bible and we may not binge as many TV shows because we focus on that instead. You know, things like that, where we can feel like we're doing these things that cause us to miss out on other things. But, Try to think of your life not in a matter of daily happiness, but in the legacy that you leave behind. When you're on your deathbed and you're looking back at your life, what is going to be a better legacy? The fact that you lived your life serving our King and Creator and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, or that you watched every season of every Netflix episode and every Sunday you watched all the football games and you went on all these fancy vacations and had these cool toys and stuff. Like, no, you're, what makes your, tr- your life truly in the long term happy is the things that when you look back on them, you're going to be proud of. So be filled with the fruit of righteousness so that you leave a legacy that you're proud of. Thank you for joining me, and I hope to see you next Monday for another week of Creeds and Deeds. Westminster Larger Catechism Question 24 What is sin? Sin is any want of conformity unto, or transgression of, any law of God, given as a rule to the reasonable creature. Scripture proof. Galatians 3 verses 10 through 12. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now, it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteousness, or the righteous shall live by faith. But 
the law is not of faith, but rather the one who does them shall live by them. And now, join me in prayer from the Valley of Vision, entitled A Cry for Deliverance. Heavenly Father, save me entirely from sin. I know I am righteous through the righteousness of another, but I want to be like you. I am your child, and I want to bear your image. Enable me to recognize my death unto sin. When it tempts me, may I be deaf to its voice. Deliver me from the invasion as well as the dominion of sin. Grant me that I can walk like Christ walked, to live in the newness of his life, the life of love, the life of faith, the life of holiness. I abhor my body of death, its indolence, envy, meanness, pride. Forgive and kill these vices. Have mercy on my unbelief, on my corrupt and wandering heart. When your blessings come, I begin to idolize them and set my affections on some beloved object. Children, friends, wealth, honor, cleanse this spiritual adultery and give me chastity. Close my heart to all but you. Sin is my greatest curse. Let your victory be apparent to my consciousness and displayed in every action of my life. Help me to always be devoted, confident, obedient, resigned, childlike in my trust of you, to love you with soul, body, mind, strength, to love my fellow man as I love myself, to be saved from unregenerate temper, hard thoughts, slanderous words, meanness, unkind manners, to master my tongue and to keep the door of my lips. Fill me with grace daily, that my life be a fountain of sweet water. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I hope that you have a good weekend. And remember, God requires that on the Sabbath day, we spend time in public and private worship of God and that we rest from our routine employments, and that we serve the Lord and others, and so anticipate the eternal Sabbath. So please make sure that you are obeying God, and that you're in church on Sunday, and that you are resting from all your worldly works and recreations. Thank you for joining me for another day of Creeds and Deeds. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
And if you did, I would be very blessed if you left me a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts or left me a voicemail. And you can do both by scrolling down in this episode's notes and clicking on the link. Also, remember, I'm not ordained and I'm not a pastor. So if you're a Christian and you're listening to this podcast, you need to be in church on Sunday.